0: Hi everybody, I am Chris Miller and I want to welcome you to our show, Ready, Set, Retire. I'm the author of the number one best-selling book, Ready for pre Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show, your vision will be transformed and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 23 plus years and I'm proud to say that I've never lost $1 of my clients' money. I will share with you secrets that I've learned over two decades that only the few rich know and these secrets have been around for centuries. I've been reaching out to a lot of amazing people that I want to share with you because as far as I'm concerned, pre-retirement is plan retirement early so your money, your health, and your peace of mind is there when you need it. So I've invited, I have a wonderful guest. His name is Ken, and he is the, Bassoni is the president of the World Positive Thinkers Club. This includes over 500 celebrities of sports and the business world. Members include Joni Erickson Tata, who's a paralyzed author and artist, Donovan McNabb, um, the late Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, all kinds of goody, Michael Phelps, Larry King, President Bush, Governor Sarah Palin, the list goes on. Ken started this club in 1995, and the voluntary dues started in 2009. Membership and book sale funds are used to help hungry children in Appalachia and hospitalized soldiers. Ken is a published author and has written a series of of positive input children's stories, as well as, as articles for the Executive Excellence and the list goes on. I just want to get to talking to you, Ken. I want to welcome you here and really happy that you joined us today.
1: Well, thanks for bringing me along. I appreciate it.
0: Well, I think it's just so exciting that you're using your Positive Thinkers Club with all these amazing people to help feed hungry children in Appalachia and hospitalized soldiers. That is That's awesome.
1: Well, you know, I think we we're put on this earth to, to do certain things, and one of them is to help others. And so that's what was one of the original missions of the World Positive Thinkers Club was, you know, to uh, recognize and honor positive thinkers who overcome difficulties and, and they're an inspiration to others, and they're willing to help others become positive thinkers. And, and so they wind up joining the Winner circle, and uh, they get a, uh, a membership card. They get a listing on the official website. They also get a certificate and they will get a diploma with their name on with a bunch of other people and uh, as a matter of fact, I know a certain person by the name of Chris Miller who happens to be a member of the World Positive Thinkers Club. That's right and I'm
0: proud to say I am and I'm really happy to know that that these funds will help children, um, the hungry children in Appalachia and hospitalized soldiers. What Of all the hungry children, because I I do that too, I, I really feel the same way that we're here to help others and any success we have is to give back to share with others. Why did you choose the children in Appalachia?
1: Because children are the future of this country and the world. And how can children start out on the right foot if they're hungry all the time? Right. And so I felt that I know there are children in the rest of the world, but I think we have been taught to take care of our own first. And so that was my mission, to take care of our own first, because I know there's other organizations, uh, Chris, that do take care of children around the west, the rest of the world. So I picked the Children Appalachia because it is a serious problem.
0: That's great. So, and it is. It's, I don't remember the statistics, but the the... Hungry children just in our own country, is it's almost unbelievable
1: how bad it really is. Yeah, really. it's appalling. It really is.
0: It is. So how in the world did the Positive Thinkers Club start?
1: Well, that's that's kind of a funny story and it's kind of an interesting story, and it could take me two hours to go through it, but I'll take a couple of minutes and tell you, okay. it actually started when I was asked to be the director of funding for a gold mine operation in Alaska, not too far from Sarah Palin's backyard in Denali. And so anyway, I went to Alaska, and I raised over half a million dollars for this gold mining operation. And a good friend of mine said, hey, you know, we ought to have a membership club for these people. And we even called it the Klondike Club. And so what we did was, I had a friend who was an artist, and she drew up a little business card with a gold miner kneeling, panting for gold, and it was called the Klondike Club. And one day I said, you know, I said, these people are really positive thinkers to put out all this money for the chance of, of finding gold, and we may not ever be able to bring it up, but those people are positive thinkers. So I changed the name to the Positive Thinkers Club, and then we had so many members from all over the world joining and asking to join, that I've changed the name to the World Players Club, and that's how it came about.
0: Cool. Well, you know, it is really fascinating because it really relates to as a man thinketh. And I really notice that when I wake up in the morning, if I'm expecting miracles and really good things to happen, they really do. When I'm looking for it, they come. But it's such a different, and you really have to be conscious because if I wake up and I start grinding or worrying, then I'd go right into that mode and I miss all these blessings that are coming to me. So I think this is really important. What would you say, Ken, is the mission of the Positive Thinkers Club?
1: Well, again, as, as I mentioned, the mission is to recognize and honor people who have overcome difficulties, who are an inspiration of others, who are willing to help others become positive thinkers. And uh, thus, uh, by their membership dues of, of voluntary $9.95 a year, plus for my book sales, we're able to support these hungry children. So we have a children that we pay so much per month so to make sure that they get uh, square meals a day. When they're in school, they get a breakfast and then they get a lunch, but when they get home, they don't have any food because a lot of these a lot of these kids are from single mothers, and some of them are actual orphans. So we right. want to make sure that they get a good meal, and especially in summertime because they don't go to school anymore. Some of them are lucky enough to go to summer school, but the rest of them, you know, they just don't get three squares uh, a, a day. So that was one of the main missions of the club. Right. That's great. So I was
0: when I first read your intro, and I was stumbling over some of those names. Uh, you have quite a quite a list there. Um, did you actually connect with all these people during your journey of your life, or?
1: Oh yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I've met a lot of them. I've interviewed a lot of them, and uh, there are some past uh, members who have passed away, like Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. And I interviewed his wife, Ruth Stafford Peel, before she passed away. And she even has my book and offered to help out any way she could. Uh, Bill Belichick, who is the uh, the three-time Super Bowl winning coach of the New England Patriots, has my book and is a member and was nice enough to send me a thank you letter and invite me to talk to his football players. And, and we've got some neat people also like Dr. Stan Harris, who's a, an old dear friend of mine, Dr. Harris is one of only less than a hundred tenth-degree black belts in the world, and uh, Stan. And and of course, you call him Dr. Harris or Dr. Stan, but um, anyway, he also has his doctorate in martial arts and his doctorate in divinity. So we really got some neat people.
0: Yeah, the the list is is amazing. So, um, what what is your like? What's the club motto?
1: Well, it's interesting that you would ask that because I think every club, every organization should have some sort of a motto. And my son, my oldest son, who was a director for a firm out of Utah, uh, I guess you've seen Ancestry.com, and he's one of their officers, and he sent me a plaque one time. And the plaque said, the positive thinker sees the invisible, feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. And so that is our club motto. And when I introduce uh, us on my own radio show, I also think about General Hap Arnold, who was the head of the Army Air Force in World War II, and he made a very interesting, positive-thinker's comment. He said, the difficult we do immediately, the impossible just takes a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> That's great. So that
1: was kind of neat. I really enjoyed yeah. that
0: yeah I like that and I like the what you said about the plaque that would make a great song
1: for yes. sure
0: beautiful yes. so um, you know why did you know you wrote a, a, uh, an award winning business book of the year and it's called Why Positive Thinkers Have the Power why did yes. you write this book what what got in you where where did you come from from this
1: I uh, I've always been in positive thinking Chris and There are a lot of books out there and there are a lot of speakers, motivational speakers, who talk about goals. And and they have to because that's one of the most important things in your life is to have goals. There's a lot of reasons to have goals. And, of course, one of them is when you uh, meet a goal, there is such a euphoric feeling. And you, as a professional yourself, you know that. When you meet a goal, there's a euphoric feeling. But I was finding that a lot of people weren't meeting their goals, and here they had all these books and and all these positive thinkers. Why weren't they meeting goals? What's wrong? Something's wrong. There has to be some kind of ingredient that these winners have, people who meet their goals. Okay, I'm going to find out what it is. At the time, I was earning a a pretty nice figure, a six-figure income, but I decided to start um, interviewing people and doing some research to find out what it is these people have. What's this ingredient besides goals? There has to be another ingredient besides goals. And so I started doing this research and I wound up, I got so involved in it that now I was doing that 90% of the time and was uh, doing my funding business 10% of the time, which really put a crank in my, uh, my income. But I found out what this secret was. And when you have this combined with goals, it's awfully hard not to succeed. And so I just put this, and it's a three-word motto, and I write about it in the book. You don't find out about it until you get to the very end of the book, because I like to, to build up a little bit of mystique, little mystery here. And uh, so anyway, finally, after 10 years of research and writing, the book was "To the Month." I started writing the book in 1995, and 10 years later, 10 years later to the month, my book was published because that was my goal. So I don't know the day, but the month was uh, June of 2005. I started writing the book in, in June of 2000. I'm sorry, 1995, I started writing the book in June. and 2005, in June, the book was published. So that's how important goals are because uh, here I was talking about how important goals were and and that, that secret motto that the winners use, and I used it myself and met my goal 10 years later. So it's kind of neat.
0: Yeah, right. Well, you know, it's a lot more than just thinking
1: positive.
0: So you have you have a sure. technique there, right? It's not like, okay, I'm going to think positive, positive, positive. Um, just like that, uh, I was watching that fellow watch, walking that tightrope. I thought it was very fascinating as he was walking a tightrope. He was thanking yes. Jesus the whole time. <laughs> The minute yes. he got scared, he changed, and he started to thank the Discovery Channel and um, say hi to his kids, and you <laughs> just see the energy switched, and it was really, <laughs> like, very scary at that point, and then all of a sudden he got back on his, you know, his prayer connection. But, yes. you know, what what is your technique? What is it? It's got to be more than just thinking positive, right?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, there are so many things that you have to do, that if you don't focus yourself you can get confused and you have to have focus and the focus has to be on the fact that you know you can do it and no obstacle is is going to be not overcome and um had a more of a known uh, literist and women's uh, let's call her a women's liver she said obstacles are those frightful things we see when we take our eyes off the goal So the key is there's a lot of major keys in my mind, my opinion, that you have to have. One of them is focus. You have to have focus on those goals. You have to forget about obstacles. When the obstacles pop up, you have to realize, yep, obstacles are going to pop up, and it's just a given. You have to realize that. So you have to focus on the goal. You have to make sure that you have a good self-image and if you don't, you need to take care of that. So there are so many factors, as, as you would know, Chris, because you're a very professional lady, and that's one of the reasons why we want to have you on our radio show. But there's a lot of things that you have to do. And so that was why I wrote the book. And when I wrote the book, I decided, look, when you read a book, when, when you're finished reading that book or finish reading that chapter, you're only going to retain 10%. So the best way to retain more that you think is important is underline or highlight. So that's what I tell people at the beginning of the book. Make sure that you either underline or highlight. So instead of having to read the book all over again, you just simply go to those pages and you wind up reading what you highlighted and what you underlined, which is important to you. And so... After interviewing all the people that I did, the successful people, the former mayor of Philadelphia and police commissioner, uh, Mayor Frank Rizzo, for example, Uh, some of these people, Mickey Mantle, who I actually played golf with, a lot of these people um, that I interviewed, they all had the same exact feelings that I had. They all said the same thing, and that's why they're winners. And it's similar to when Napoleon Hill wrote the book Think and Grow, he interviewed 500 of America's wealthiest people to find out what made them rich. And so I was on a similar mission, not necessarily to find out why people got rich, but to find out why people met their goals and why they were successful. So there's a lot of ingredients in it. It's not just one ingredient. You just have to take all these special ingredients that I write about and put them together. And then use the three-word motto combined with goals, and you ain't going to fail. I can guarantee it. I even guarantee it in my website and in the book. If, if you don't succeed after reading my book, you get your money back. So that's how, that's how sure I am that it works.
0: That's great. Can be that. Well, what's your favorite chapter in the book, and, and
1: why, why
0: is it your favorite? Just curious. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you asked that because <laughs> yeah. I'm being interviewed by a woman. And my favorite chapter is, Are Women Better Positive Thinkers Than Men? And why it's my favorite chapter is because it opened my eyes. I didn't realize how cool you women were until I started doing research. You know, and and I did some fabulous research on women in the Civil War who uh, disguised themselves and they were spies, which changed the course of the war. Of course, some of them were captured. But um, I, I did a lot of research on women who became generals in the army, women who became astronauts, women who became uh, governors of states. Of course, I didn't interview Sarah Palin because I met her after that chapter was written. But the book is, is it, like I say, it just opened my eyes to how super women really are because, you know, let's face it, they couldn't get the right to vote, number one. President Grover Cleveland at one time said, uh, sensible women... Don't want the right to vote. And uh, that wasn't a very intelligent statement because not soon after uh, women got the right to vote. So, to answer your question succinctly, it's because I found out how cool real women really were, and I didn't know this.
0: That is so cool. You know, I've, I've noticed this movement happening. I mean, really, everywhere I'm going, there's, and, and it's 80%, 70, 80% to all these events that I'm going to are women. That are reinventing themselves, they are deciding they want to leave their eight to five job and create their own passion and ways that they can give back to the world and it's very I find it very inspiring because it's i 'm seeing it a lot of places where I go where people want to give back and and be able to share what their passion is so you know i of course, I can relate to it as a woman
1: so well, I would think you would absolutely and yeah. and yeah it's it's really neat, and you know the other thing too about women is they are very devoted um to their to their families they're very devoted to their to their husbands, for example um there was a time when someone had to be a scapegoat, and the top army brass as a matter of fact, even President Grant accused this lady's husband of causing this horrible slaughter, but she became a writer. And she worked tirelessly to clear her her husband's reputation until finally, after dozens of years, President Taft and she unveiled a statue of her husband sitting on a horse, which to this day stands in Monroe, Michigan. And this wonderful lady died a few days before her 91st birthday. And even in death, she proved her devotion because on her gravestone, it, it says, wife of George Armstrong Custer. Isn't that a neat story?
0: That is so sweet, and I, I really, I really enjoy that devotion. I really, I like that's great. Well, tell me, Ken, what is it? You know, you you've been an energetic one. You've done all kinds of things in your life, and what is it that keeps you going?
1: You know, I've had people look at me, Chris, and, and ask me how old I am, and when I tell them, they're stunned because I really don't look my age, because of the fact that. When you think positive and when you surround yourself with positive people, you, you feel younger. And mentally, it changes your physical body, too. It's just a well-known fact that some people, when they contrive cancer, um, they don't survive. When other people with the same exact cancer problem, have survived. And doctors are finding more and more and more that it has a lot to do with attitude. And so your attitude is basically what gets you going. And you even said it earlier, when you wake up in the morning, you know, you count your blessings. And so that's one of the things that kept me going. There's a lot of things that have kept me going. But I'm here to tell you, Chris, that my complete faith in God made in green because my hero, I've had heroes in my life. My main hero when I was a child was a a ball player by the name of Bobby Shantz. And, and Bobby's chance to make it to the majors was thought impossible because Bobby was only five foot seven and three quarters and he weighed one hundred and thirty five pounds and he was pitching on a major league baseball team and wound up in nineteen fifty two as the MVP most valuable player in the Murphy with a twenty five and second seven record on a fifth place team and of course he was my inspiration. And as a matter of fact, was my inspiration to me getting to play professional ball for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But later in life, I realized that my real hero was Christ, and so that's what keeps me going is is mainly my faith in God. So it keeps me it keeps me healthy because I'm here to tell you, last year um, I almost passed away. I almost bought the farm, and if it hadn't been for my faith, I would have bought the farm. There's no doubt about it. Doctors told me that. So. Wow. Uh, that's the main that's thing that's kept me going. Yeah, you you asked and I told you. It's my yeah, well,
0: I, did, I really didn't know all that. I didn't know you were yes. a pro- professional ball player either. And mm-hmm. But, you know, I, could, I can totally relate. Without my faith, I would, wouldn't be here either. And Oh,
1: yeah, so, yeah.
0: So you're a walking miracle, and and I know you've got, been going through some challenging things. So
1: we're ha- glad you're here. <laughs> well, the interesting thing, the very interesting thing is this and not many people know this, and I don't tell a whole lot of people this, but I write about it in my book because when I was in ninth grade in middle school, um, I was I suddenly became transformed into this unbelievable, I guess you could call it that, unbelievable athlete. And I excelled in everything, and in basketball I went up down, I'll never forget, twinkle Toes to nail, went down on my foot as I was going up, and I pulled my back out but didn't know it until a week later. And uh, my stepmother, because I was in such pain and crying so loudly, she said, we better get him to the doctor and get x-rays taken. Anyway, to make a long story short, and it's in my book, anyway, in Chapter uh, 13. Anyway, um, they took the x-rays, and the doctor said, well, he's got a slip sack really. He'll never be able to play sports again. The only thing we want him to do is we want him to swim. Well, to make a long story short, my stepmother was a positive thinker, and I was a positive thinker at the time, but, of course, not as strong as she was. But she convinced me that I'll be able to play sports again. You know, that same year, I had a brace on my back and was pain pills. I still went out and got starting pitcher for uh, my baseball team, and I wound up uh, with a uh, an offer for the Pittsburgh Pirates from high school because I, was, I just apparently was a whiz kid on the mound. Nobody had ever scored a run on me. So I went up and, and went to the Pirates right out of high school, which is rare. And, and the other story is I threw my arm out because I was kind of cocky and got out of, you know, just got out of the groove. Anyway, to make a long story short, I did join the Army uh, with my best friend, and I did wind up earning the black belt as well. So that doctor was way off base. I played professional baseball and wound up with a black belt in karate. So, again, it boils down to one thing. Don't think negatively. Think positively because you can overcome any kind of an obstacle with your faith in yourself and your faith in God.
0: Amen. I totally agree, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen that same thing happen with when they said, you know, told my mom that she, when she got cancer, she only had a year, but with prayer and her will to live, she lived ten. Or there you my, go. Or the doctor said, your dad, you know, you better make it Your, you know, your affairs in order. And he's going strong right now at ninety three so i just i I really tell people too just you know step back when you hear those things and because you know with God, all things are possible and and so and I believe in miracles, I believe in living a life of miracles, so I totally can relate to what you're saying and for For those of of you that just joined in, I want to make sure you know that you are listening to the show called Ready, Set, Retire, and we're here showing you things and techniques so that you can be prepared for pre retirement and have a peaceful second part of your life because I think when you're 50, you really actually just recreate yourself, and this is an opportunity to now give back and share all that you've been given, so what we do is talk with all these great people like Ken and and share all these good stories of experience, so you can gain the wisdom. Maybe Ken, you could tell everybody how they could get their your book.
1: Sure, well, gee, I'd really be glad to. <laughs> how about that? You bet you, you. can go. Well, there's a lot of places you can go. You can go to our website, which is worldpositivethinkers.org, and you can go to the book. And there are on that website. There's home, there's book, there's contact, there's members, where you'll see pictures of different members and a listing of uh, close to 500 members and a video for sponsors. And when you go to the book, uh, you can order it uh, on uh, online that way. You can and, and as a matter of fact, if you order it that way, um, I will send you the book. The book is free, but I do charge 14.95 plus shipping for the autograph. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought okay. you'd enjoy that, Chris, because my okay. book is great. But I do charge for the autograph, of course. Of course. So okay. the okay. other way is to go to Amazon, mm-hmm. and um, as a matter of fact, on the website there is on the uh, on the home page. If you go to the home page, you can uh, you can click where it says go to Amazon, and there's actually a link there that you can go to, and you can find the Amazon page. And as a matter of fact, you can get a free partial reading of Chapter 1. So what you do is you just click where it says here, and then the book will come up, and it will show you it's a Kindle book, and you can pay uh, $7.99 under $8 for the Kindle book, the ebook, book or the paperback is $13.14. If you click on the book itself, it will then take you to a free reading of Chapter 1. It will take you through the disclaimer, and that will take you to the table of contents. So you'll see the, the 15 table of contents and the epilogue and, of course, the index, and then, of course, the endorsements, and then it will take you from there into you know about the author, the introduction, and then it will take you from that point on to the beginning note, which tells you to get that highlighter, and then from that point on it takes you to Chapter 1, which is the Positive Maker Sees the Invisible, the intangible and achieves the impossible. You can also go to Barnes right. and Noble because I've done a book signings okay. with Barnes and Noble. Don't
0: give him too many options. That's enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, that's good, okay. right there. So, okay. yeah, reach out, get the book, and find out what Kent's talking about because he's had tons of experience. And for those of you that want to reach out and get my book, which is the number one best-selling book called "Ready for pre Retirement: Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future." And I talk about protection of assets from long term care, nursing home costs, and the Great Recession. And I share with you secrets that actually your brokers and attorneys don't really talk about a lot because they don't make a lot of money in those things on making sure you have living trust, making sure that you put your money in into accounts where you never lose your principal. Bet you don't know about that. So you can reach out and get my book at Ready for Pre That's R E A D Y dot com. There's also some free articles there, Three Myths of Financial Planning, because there's a big illusion that they have on everybody that that there's a lot of information that's been withheld, because they really want to keep people, I think, in slavery. If you just keep giving your money to some broker that loses it in the stock market, you will be working for the rest of your life. So you there are some great... Uh, secrets that i share in that book and again that's that ready for pre retirement. so let's get back to ken here and so in your opinion ken what do you think the two biggest problems are in america right
1: now oh boy that's a big one huh <laughs> that's a very touchy question and I'm going to tread lightly on it because I could step on an awful lot of toes, but you ask for my opinion, and this is basically my opinion, you know, my own personal opinion. I have other friends who feel the same way, but in my opinion, we're getting away from the Constitution. And there are 27 amendments in the Constitution, and there are, as a matter of fact, there are 10 commandments If this country would just stick to the Ten Commandments and the 27 amendments of the Constitution, we would really be in good shape, really be in good shape. We'd be back on path to be back in God's grace because the other thing that we're having a problem with is more and more people are getting away from God, and actually, you know, the Constitution was based on God. So the two main things are the Constitution, and we better get back to God.
0: You are so right. You know, I I got somebody gave I got given this book. It's I which I thought was absolutely fascinating. And I'm not really that smart about scriptures, but it was called The Harbinger. And it yeah. talks about 9 one And yes. what's happening in America is identical to what happened in Israel and the down yep. how all these signs were given like 9 was like a warning call that, you know, you take God out of school, out of prayer, off the money, you know, then the protection that has blessed America is being removed. And why right. would someone get on our soil? But this is actually documented with scriptures written thousands of years ago about the times we're in. And I found it very fascinating and it's a good read for people, you know, that aren't even into religion that can get that this is these things are this is not a coincidence. This is all happening, it's been foretold for centuries.
1: And oh yeah, Big reason. So. Oh yes, absolutely. It's been foretold in Ezekiel and Daniel, Revelation, and many other parts of the Bible. And and I am a, a certified Bible historian. So uh, you're right on target. And the Harbinger uh, brings a lot of that out.
0: Yeah, and they have a new one out that has that actually has this where you can actually find these these quotes and scriptures. And mm-hmm. you know it's fascinating because. A lot of the world's religions do talk about these this time right now, so it 's not just Christianity. You can find these things talked about a lot of religions for the times that we 're in now, so people have to get prepared and get their affairs in order and get their states of mind in order with God and in their right place and you know um i you know I just say this i I talk to a lot of people, and you know everybody's sort of a, a sort of scared to talk about God and, and the way I look at it don't you know, want to offend someone, don't want to hurt someone's feeling and sure. you know I I just look at it, as like what is wrong with having a dad and that we could
1: all be family, that's how I look at
0: it you know, and, yes
1: well you're right absolutely right on target and as a matter of fact Christ said one time and, and in so many words he said don't deny me, don't deny me right, so there's, there's, he's given plenty of warnings,
0: right exactly and and that, so that's, that's one of the biggest problems.
1: What's the second biggest problem, you think, in America? Well, uh, you know, again, the, the, the two biggest problems to me are getting away from the Constitution and getting away from God. And after all, you know, this this country was founded on the, uh, the Constitution. It was founded on the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. And um, these people were God-fearing men. And they prayed, and as Abraham Lincoln said one time, he said, I found myself on my knees more often than not because I had no place else to go. And there was a real God-fearing man. And so, you know, again, that's the, the two major problems, in my opinion, are we have gotten away from the Constitution and we have gotten away from God because the Democratic Convention, which was held in North Carolina, um, they wanted to, uh, certain people wanted to put God in their platform. And three times the people shouted it down. Three times they denied God. And finally they did, they figured, well, maybe we better put God in our platform. So they did, but not after denying it three times, and that's scary. Yeah, so. it's very scary. And it,
2: and
0: it yeah. really, it, you know, it really is that close. And um, And, you know, you can see a lot of people being, Disheartened because, you know, when you look at the churches, they're not necessarily practicing what they preach, so they can't really follow. It's hard for them to to follow any examples, but but that sure. really is a foundation of our country. I I totally agree. And God, we trust, and that's that's the way I think about
1: it too. Yes. Well, you know, you you made a statement earlier that some people are a little embarrassed or afraid to talk about it. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, Christ wasn't embarrassed or afraid to uh, go to the cross for us. And so the, the price that we have to pay is simply, uh, is simply espousing him, not, not avoiding conversation about him. And because he hears and sees everything, you don't want to deny him. You don't want to uh, deny your faith. And I'll never do that. And I've told people many times, if push comes to shove and you hold a gun to my head, say deny your faith or your dead, I'll say pull the trigger.
0: Right. Absolutely. I to I totally agree. Because without that, I mean what do we have? Yeah. You know, all these other things pass away but the real good stuff that that's what we want to hold on to. What sure. would you what would you what advice would you want to give everybody that's listening to overcome these problems? Because some people they may not have a big faith and maybe I've known people that actually had parents that didn't even want to talk about God, you know, and spirituality and truth. So some people actually have been denied that experience, and they so they're real nervous about even talking about it, and maybe they don't have a big faith. But what, what would you, you know, what would you share with everybody on how to overcome these problems?
1: Well, if, if you're talking about faith, it's very simple. All you've got to do is is start reading. Do some research. Um, I had a conversation one time on an airplane with a very young lady who just happened to mention that she was an atheist. And so I asked her, I said, you know, let, let me ask you a question. If I could prove to you through scientific evidence, through legal evidence, through archaeological, archaeological evidence, through uh, credible witnesses, that Christ actually did exist, would you then believe? She said, oh yes, absolutely. If you could prove that to me, then I would believe. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? You could show me the same exact evidence that he didn't exist, but I would still believe. So my answer, and of course, she slumped down in her seat and she stared straight ahead and didn't say a word for another two hours on that flight. So I know she had a lot to think about. So the point is, if you don't believe, we'll find out why you don't believe, because you might find out why you should believe, so do some research, do some reading right that's
0: that you know if if it, curiosity and reaching out is definitely going to bring some answers for sure you. um what would you what do you think if you you know you you have a radio show, and what is the name of
1: your radio show? Well, it's World Positive Thinkers Club. It's basically the name of it. And you okay. can find it on Blog Talk Radio and, and also the Facebook page. We put the link there. And I send that link, as a matter of fact, to a ton of other people so they can listen to it. And as a matter of fact, when you come on our show, that I will do. I'll send the link back to you and to a bunch of other people. And of course, our co host, Pam Lantos, she sends it to a lot of people she knows. So a lot of people will get to hear your show, not necessarily live. But uh, when they see the link, they can just listen whenever they want. So we've got right. quite a few people that listen other than five o'clock.
0: That's that's great, and that's that's how ours is set up on WebTalk Radio. It actually goes out to 400 land stations, but it's up there. It's Evergreen. Um, it's a podcast too, so people can download it, pass it on to other people, and you know share it. So that's that's great. So what 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 made you get into the radio? Why did you decide to do that?
1: You know, that you keep coming up with these interesting questions, Chris. You're a great interviewer. Thank you. Well what <laughs> Well what actually happened? And by the way, let me say this. Um I, I think when you find yourself around positive thinkers, you'll find out that they have a good sense of humor because that's even one of my chapters. Positive thinkers are happy and have a good sense of humor. So remember that if you want to be a positive thinker, start being a little bit happier and start enjoying life, and start having some fun, and tell some clean jokes, and listen to some clean jokes, because as a matter of fact, a a world-famous comedian, Charlie Chapman, one time said, a day without laughter is a day wasted. So anyway, have some fun. Life is full of fun. Look, there's some times out there where life can be a pain in the neck, and people can be a pain in the neck, but I found out a long time ago, it's awfully hard to do business without people, so... (laughs) Just forget the bad things and look at the, you know look at the good stuff. It's it's like the old story, you know. The positive thinker is one who he, when he's on a detour, he enjoys the scenery, and that's how you have to look at life. So here we go, Chris. What was your question? <laughs> I okay. forgot your question. <laughs> why did you start the ra- why Why are you doing a radio show?
0: What's, what's the okay. point? Okay. <laughs>
1: I had it as a goal. My goal was, as a matter of fact, in 1995 to have a radio show. Now, of course, back then they didn't have you know the web like they have today. They didn't have internet like they have today. Now there's so many opportunities to uh, to have that radio show, and actually it came about inadvertently um, because I got a call from a lady who said, "Hey, I listened to you on the Candy G radio show and." Well, I really would like to interview you for my show, and so she interviewed me for her show, and she said, you know, Ken,
2: you really want to
1: have your own radio show, and that's how it came about. So I met my goal again. I didn't have a specific date, Chris, on you know when I was going to have that radio show, but that was one of my original goals. I started the World Positive Thinkers Club was to have a radio show, and I really didn't know how that was going to be accomplished, but uh, it it happened, and so I'm really I'm really happy about it because. I want this radio show to be um, having people like you on the show to get good advice to people for free. And um, it'll change their lives. And, And that's the important thing is there's a lot of people out there that need to have their lives changed because a lot of them are in a rut and they're trying to figure out how to get out of it. And some of them can't afford to pay for the advice that other people are able to afford. And so that's one of the reasons why I had the radio show uh, initially when she recommended I do it. So that's how it came about, and that's why I do it, because I want to be able to give advice to people, good advice to people from the experts of which you are one. And so I appreciate the fact that you'll be on in August.
0: Well, thank you. And, well, what, what advice, you know, there's so much going on right now, and this, these are the times It's really, woe into those having children. It's, really a hard time and really the wrong time to be bringing kids in the world, but they're here. What advice would you give parents
1: right now in these times? I'd be happy to. And as a matter of fact, on my Facebook page, I give advice. And there are actually nine positive things that you can do to help your children. If you go to World Positive Thinker Club on Facebook, you'll see that I've already given three. I give one a day. And just backing up uh, for your uh, information, for your listeners, because we still have a tiny bit of time left, um, I've had some really neat people on my radio show. I had, for example, Dr. Shirley Cheng. And Dr. Shirley Cheng um, endorses the front cover of my book. And Dr. Shirley Cheng is blind. She's physically disabled. She's a prodigy. She's a motivational speaker. She's a poet and author of five books. And here she's blind and disabled, And at the age of 28, she got her doctorate. This is an amazing woman. So I had her on my show. I also had Lieutenant Colonel Hiram E. Mann, who's a neat guy. He lives not far from me. And we talk occasionally. We become good friends. And he's one of the last remaining black pilots from World War II. And we also had Mrs. World, April Lou for you. Uh, Mrs. World, April Lou for you, Uh, 2011-2012. and um, she's going to be back on the radio show. And uh, April's neatest lady, look her up, Mrs. World, 2011-2012. She's gorgeous. She's 42 years old, the second oldest, Mrs. Uh, World. And she's suffering from retinitis stigmatosa. So she and two of her children are going blind. And uh, just a neat lady. We had oh. Dana Bowman, who lost both his legs in a skydiving accident. Uh, when he was a skydiver for the Golden knight skydiving team, and I have talked personally with Dana to ask him uh, why he became successful, so, and I write about uh, him in my book, and uh, he's been on my show twice. He's a neat guy. He travels all over the world giving talks. He's even talked to the FBI and CIA. And we had the commander of the Orlando SWAT team on, and that, that was an interesting conversation because Chris, I asked him a question one time. he said, "Well, Ken, he said, "I can give you that answer, but I'm going to have to house and kill you." So I said, Forget it, don't give me the answer." Yeah, so yeah. we had him on the show. We also had Vernon Law, who was the winning pitcher for the 1960 World Series, of which you know, the Pirates, of which I was a member, of course, very shortly. but uh, Vernon Law was on the show, really neat guy. We had Todd Disner the uh, the founder of Quizno's restaurants, and we had Joe Patty, who is the CEO of Heron Lawn and Pest, the fastest-growing lawn and pest control company in America. So we've had some neat guests. So anyway, I wanted to throw that in there so maybe your your listeners want to listen to our show more. And sure. you talked about sure. what advice would you give parents. Mm-hmm. You know, and again... Um, you know, I, I say this. The most important thing that you can do for your child is this. Do not criticize. Pat them on the back. If you're going to criticize them, you want to first talk about the good things they've done. Any good employer will tell you that when an employee screws up and he has to call him into his office, he will sit down with them and say, look, I really appreciate the great job you've done. You do this, you do that, you do this. But you got to admit you screwed up and some and such. I know you won't do it again because I know how valuable an employee you are and what a great job you've done in the past. But I just wanted to bring this up so you remember to try not to do it again because, you know, mistakes in life, Chris, as you know, are okay. But you got to make sure that the, uh, the eraser doesn't wear out before the lead and the pencil. So to you parents out there, if you're going to criticize your children, sit them down calmly and talk about the points, build them up, and then say, look, you did such and such, you know, hey, you know, that's not acceptable. you got to remember that's not acceptable because when you're grown up and you now have a job and have to support your own family, the same thing is going to happen to you. you have, you're going to have children, and they are going to be your responsibility. So build them up. And as a matter of fact, it's proven that the children in Israeli are among the most adjusted children in the world because they get tremendous backing and they get tremendous, tremendous support from their families. So that's very important. Support those children. Wow. Criticize them, but make sure you build them up first. Great. Great. Well, you know,
0: I'm, I'm really, it's been really a pleasure. We're getting kind of close to, to our ending here. And if you had, you know, one thing that you would really want to share with people, what would that be?
1: Well, Chris, that's a tough question to answer because I've got a lot of things that I could tell people right. to, uh, to do, you know. And, and I have, you know, I just have this mindset that you, you just don't do one particular thing. There are a lot of things that you have to do. But So I'm going to give you a couple of things that I think that are very important to couples. Number one, to you husbands, I tell you this, love your wives a lot and tell them a lot of times that you love them. Because that's very important in a spousal relationship. Women need to hear it more than the men do. But to you women, I tell you this, tell your husbands you love them too. And um, I'm I'm at a point where uh, I will email my wife and tell her I love her at the end of the email. I'll tell her in person and I'll kid her and say, Did, have I ever told you that I love you? And she'll kid me and say, no, you never have except that one time, you know, uh, five years ago. And, you know, we kid each other back and forth. But I always make sure that I tell her I love her. And the same to your kids. Tell your kids that you love them and uh, spend time with them. Spend time with your kids and spend time with your spouse. And uh, I guess it's hard to be succinct with an answer to your question, Chris, but I guess that's the best advice I can give. That's the first advice I can give you. The second advice is um, if you're a Christian, make sure you go by the Ten Commandments. And uh, um, you'll you'll never go wrong in this country, in the world. There are thousands and thousands of laws, but if you go by the Ten Commandments, you can't go wrong, and you'll be blessed by God.
0: Right, absolutely. I mean, what is wrong with you know loving one another and no killing and peace on earth? I don't. I just can't see any problem with that at all. And and that's really what what you're talking
1: about. Well, Chris, great minds think alike, so you and I are on the same page.
0: All right. Well, that's wonder. That's wonderful. Again, I really, really appreciate you being on here, and and everybody else. You know, we on these shows, we just drill down into different topics. So, you know, when you pre-retirement to me is in a state of mind. It isn't something. Now I'm 65 and I'm done working, because really the whole model is changing and everybody's going to be working longer and you might as well enjoy what you're doing and be able to give back and have ways that your income will last and and that's what I get to share a lot about are these secrets of safe money where i mean i can't it really does shock me that in 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 traveling around being a national speaker and talking to thousands of people how few people really know about what i 'm talking about um, yes. and i've i've been speaking on national platforms and uh, people that deal with money and they really don't know about these. This has been hidden like the um, the safe money strategies I talk about in my book. So I encourage everybody to to you know get proactive and get involved and um, read all these great books that we're talking about so you can make the best decisions and the right choice. again, Ken why don't you tell everybody your website? And tell them, again, the name of your book so they can get it.
1: Sure, absolutely. I appreciate it. The website is worldpositivethinkers.org. And, again, you can go to Amazon and, and get my book there as an ebook or as a paperback. Or I will send it to you free and I'll just charge you for the autograph and the shipping. And um, we also have Facebook, World Positive Thinkers Club, on Facebook. And I always end my radio show. Of course, we have the World Positive Thinkers Club on Blog Talk Radio, always end my radio show with this, and I'll end my conversation with you, Chris, and that's this. Think positive. That's an order. Yes, sir.
0: All right. <laughs> well, that sounds good. And, and everybody, we will be back again next week for Ready, Set, Retire. Remember, and it's a state of mind. Start planning right now. And I'm Chris Miller, and you can contact me at K R I S at ready for and visit my site ready for and grab a hold of those free articles and you can get a copy of my number one best selling book. Again, I want to thank you, Ken, for joining us today
1: and you have a good day. You bet I will. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate it. And you have a good strong. We don't have weeks of the World Possible Thinkers Club. We have strongs and we don't have weekends. We have strong ends, so God bless all you listeners. I really appreciate it, Chris.
0: All right. God bless you, too. Appreciate it.
2: Did I matter? Found out you can't take a curve at 85 whole life flashed before my eyes. I braced myself to leave this world behind. As a million questions raced across my mind. Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I say any souls Was I worried about my own Was I haunted by The things I never did Did I embrace each day With faith, hope, and laughter Did I matter Did, did, did I matter From that moment I became a brand new me with the golden ticket to a better destiny and i told my heart there'll never come a day when i'd have to search inside of me and say
1: did i live
2: did i love did i matter to someone did i give everything i had to give did i say any souls. Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope and laughter? Did I matter? Did, did, Did I matter? I hope I can be a voice of inspiration and my story finds you well. Cause when the curtain falls, there ain't no second chances And you don't wanna ask yourself Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I matter?